0: Welcome to the Puck and Pigskin
1: Podcast, presented by Belly Up Sports. Just great sports fans talking mostly about hockey and football, sprinkled with a bit of everything else. Now, here's your host, a Flames fan with a Golden Knights backup plan, Jason Bizek.
2: All right, joining me now is Ryan McCarthy from the No Credentials Required Podcast. Ryan, how's it going? good jason how, how about yourself how's life in canada I, i'm doing all right although we uh, got a little bit of snow overnight not too much but a little bit enough to put a skiff on the ground but it's all gone now because the sun is out
0: yeah
2: um how, how's the weather in your in neck of the woods well up right
1: where i am in upstate new york uh we're currently experiencing a bit of a, experiencing a, a bit of a mild spell uh it's gonna go down uh, i think we're supposed to get some rain later so you know that's in nothing too fancy it's not it's not snow thankfully you know I've had enough of that it's for the, I've had enough of that for the season so you know, I'm looking forward to warmer weather getting outside and do some activities
2: yeah yeah that'd be great to actually get out and do some stuff um so like throwing the, pig, like throwing the pigskin around yeah throwing the pigskin hey. around uh, no more no more puck just pigskin <laughs> <laughs> although the puck, we got the puck going on the tv still so uh yeah. Why don't we uh, start our conversation there with the good old NHL. And um, of course, you and I uh, typically are live every couple of weeks with the fantasy hockey and we got uh, playoff races starting to shape up. Um, What are your thoughts so far on the uh, season and how the divisions are set up and all that kind of stuff? I kind of like the way the divisions were set up for this year. Uh, it's a, it's a, it's an exceptional year. Uh, I don't
1: know if they'll keep the divisions the way they are for next season. Uh, but I'm. Uh, I, I It's kind of it's kind of funny seeing how it's just interdivision, and the rivalries have been, uh, has have, have been, have been except has been has been really really great. You know, for the league, I think I think having an all Canadian division has has been fun. To watch uh, for the couple of games I've watched of the Canadian teams, a lot of is uh, a, a lot of uh, uh, facts, exciting action. You got guys, got a lot of uh, really good players up there right now with Toronto and Edmonton. Uh, obviously, you got uh, McDavid and you got Matthews for Toronto. But uh, but, but I think that the interdivisional play has been has been fun to watch. Uh, my New Jersey Devils have the have the Boston Bruins in their back pockets, which is kind of fun. But the kids can't beat Buffalo. <laughs> so a little <laughs> I'm a little I'm a little peeved about that. But 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 you know, I I mean this year's been kind of like I said, it's, it's been it's been fun to watch and just watching the divisions uh play out. Uh we're we're getting down to the wire with the trade deadline, which is tomorrow as we record. And yeah, you know, it's gonna be fun to see what the standings are uh after the season after all said and done and see who adds you know, which which to, which uh which teams add which players will make a difference for their team going forward and, and, and for the rest of the season and in, in the uh, individual race and in, also in the playoffs?
2: Yeah, geez, if it weren't for the New Jersey Devils, I wonder if Buffalo would have any wins. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think four of their what four of their ten wins of coming against the Devils this year. It's I think uh, so. <laughs>
1: ugh, can't uh, stand it.
2: That's that's how it always works, though. You always you always seem to lose against the bad teams, right? right right yeah speaking of the interdivision play and the and the rivalries that are heating up the battle of Alberta fired up again last night and my flames beat the oilers five nothing oh skunked (laughs) yeah so it's nice to see the oilers have a bad game once in a while so wait i'm trying to remember you're the flames fan i'm the flames fan your wife is the oilers fan My wife is an Oilers fan. She is also an Edmonton Eskimos fan. And I'm a Calgary Stampede fan. Edmonton
1: football team. Sorry, Edmonton football (laughs) team.
2: (laughs) I'm curious to see how many people are actually going to drop the Eskimo name going forward from here on in. I I know a lot of the true fans probably never will. but (laughs) I mean, I've only heard one podcast.
1: Yeah, I listen to the, the two and out CFL podcasts, uh, Travis and Ty. Yeah, uh, they've they they keep they they go with the Edmonton football team, but I, I mean, for the traditional fan, I think they're going to keep it Eskimos, keep it the Eskimo. I mean, I I still call the
2: Washington football team the Redskins at times. So yeah, um, I think for the most part, it just kind of comes out right. You don't really think about it when you're saying no. it. No, I mean I'm 43
1: years old, so I've called the Redskins since ever since I could talk. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's hard to change. Teaching is <laughs> hard.
2: Yeah, so uh so looking at the trade deadline uh, coming up tomorrow, do you foresee your devils making any moves or what are your thoughts there? Uh well they kind of already made their biggest move by
1: moving Palmary and uh Zajak across uh, across the uh, about an hour's drive away, uh, yeah. in, on the on the island, uh, but it's good that the uh, Tom Fitzgerald has the relationship he has with Lou Lemarillo uh, to know that there's a little bit of trust there with because uh, last year they sent Andy Green over to to the island for their for the Islanders deep playoff run. So I, right. I, think that, I think I think I uh, think the Devils are looking to stockpile their picks right now. Uh, some people have said this is kind of a weak draft, but I mean, who really knows? The, the, now, i mean is is this week i mean i don't know i don't really pay attention to juniors or, or i should be paying attention more to juniors but uh
2: is it is it kind of a is, is are people, those people right is it kind of a weak draft this year um it, it must be kind of a weak draft and the only reason i say that because i don't pay a whole lot of attention to juniors either the only reason i say that is because usually I hear big names in the that are coming up in the draft come into conversation somehow. Like Mm -hmm. uh, Lafreniere, Frenier. How do you say his Lafreniere? Lafreniere. Lafreniere. I
1: took I took the French in school, so yeah. Like I I mean, his his name was popping up the French names, so yeah. His name was popping
2: up all over last year, so I knew that there. You you know, he was a big name in the draft last year. This year, I don't know. I haven't heard any real names popping up anywhere so that's what makes me think it's going to be a weak draft do you think because of COVID because right now I, I know the queue is playing mm-hmm. uh, the dub is playing the dub is playing but right oh, wait, now playing, though. the dub is playing but right now there is a COVID outbreak in the Calgary Hitman I believe it is if I'm not mistaken I could be mistaken um, so they're shut down for a bit um as far I don't know anything about the OHL or the they're Q. Not, they're not playing this year. Yeah, I don't right I don't I very rarely pay attention to the Eastern Leagues and mm-hmm. I, should, I probably should more since you know I'm an NHL fan. I should you know a lot of players come from the O and the Q, so yep. Yeah. Um, but yeah, maybe COVID could definitely have something to do with it. That's that's a very good observation.
0: Yeah,
1: I, I know that Ontario is shut down right now, so that could that has something to do with it. Um, but, but I'm looking at the draft. I'm looking at the draft rankings right now, and the, the top 100 right now. It's a uh, there are one, two, three, four. There's yeah, one, two,
2: three for
1: five players from Europe who are listed in the top 10 for draft prospects. And wow. there's one, two, three, four, no, no, three players from the University of Michigan alone who are ranked in the top 100. According to hockey So, yeah, uh, but uh, there's another Hughes. that's going to be another Hughes boy is going to be playing. It's going to be coming up in the draft. Uh, Luke Hughes, uh, brothers, oh. the brother of Jack and, uh, Quinn Jack and Quinn, and he's in the he's, USA. He's in the US, he's a defenseman in the USA, uh, under 18 right now, development program. So they're gonna be the new Sutters, are they? Maybe. Well, they're <laughs> the American <laughs> Sutters. <laughs> well, well, them and the Broughtons, but um. From the Brattons from the '80s, but uh, we had the Hughes brothers are going to be the are definitely looking to be the uh, the American version of the Sutters.
2: (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, I'm looking at the uh, at the NHL East Division right now: Um, Capitals, Islanders, Penguins—pretty much guaranteed top three. It's looking like Boston may have a chance to slide in there. New Jersey, I don't know. I don't know if they can. No. I mean, no. they're not officially eliminated, but no,
1: they're pretty close. <laughs> I mean, they they, they played thirty nine games, so they got seventeen games left. They have a goal differential of minus twenty six. Um, there, I don't. Th- I think they're going to be in a lot. They're definitely going to be in a lottery team, but I think the. But I know that the new restrictions this year for the uh, for the lottery, they can't. You can't have the number one pick. Now I think. Uh, Three out of four years, or something like that. So it's it's, it's a weird, yeah, so that's, that's right, lot like draft that. lottery. But they did pick <laughs> up. Uh, they did pick up a, a, a player today. They made a trade with Washington. They sent their conditional third round pick to Washington for uh, for one of. Uh, Ovechkin. <laughs> no, I wish. Well, he is a re- he is a free agent next year. He's only he's thirty six year old free agent. But no, they Washington they're required. never going to get Washington is never going to get rid of him. No, no, no. Uh, they picked up uh, Jonas Sigenthaler, uh, oh. who, who was a teammate of uh, Nico Hiusier during the World Juniors back in two thousand and fifteen. Hmm. So, you know, he's a defenseman. So they they, they needed. Uh, I guess Washington needed to clear some cap space, and they figured if somebody they could send somebody over who is, who is uh, can clear some cap space, so they can acquire another defenseman. Who, but, but you know mm. they the Devils need some de- defense in there. Uh, he's younger. He's a younger guy. He's twenty three years old. So, but as far as I can see, and and they waived uh, Simi Vatanen. Uh, so uh, mm. the, they they figure Dmitry Kulikov and Ryan Murray are on the training block before the deadline tomorrow. So.
0: We'll see. Yeah. I mean,
1: Kulikov and kulakoff and Murray were one year signed They were they only signed for a year anyway. Yeah, so they may may or may not come back. I mean, Murray's got some. Murray is uh, still a younger dude. He's still in his twenties. He could probably uh, find a team somewhere in the in the post in the uh, in a free agency. Uh, Vatnin's also in his twenties. I think Kulikov is in his early thirties, if I'm not mistaken. So you know, I mean, they're getting rid of guys who. They can get some draft cap, more draft capital back, uh, because th- these guys are only in the, on, on a, a year and th- a sign one season contract. So it's not going to cost them too much if they send them. And they, they can get some capital back. That's fine with me. I uh, just built for the future, developed players. Uh, apparently they're taking the same model as my New York Jets for football. They're, they're trading away their star, pl- they're trading away quarter piece <laughs> players, but they're getting back draft capital to build up for the future. So, so maybe, yeah. Maybe Joe, Doug- maybe Joe Douglas and, uh, Tom Fitzgerald are talking in the, in the back, in, somewhere in the background. You never no, know. They, I, could,
2: they, they could be sharing secrets. You never know. They,
1: they could be. I mean, it's, all, it's only, a, <laughs> it's only about a 10 minute drive from, from MetLife stadium, from the offices of uh, the New York and Florham park to uh, Newark. So yeah, you, know, you never know. But yeah, you know, I, I mean, I think, I think the devils, I, I could have seen them. I, I thought they would be a, a, a more competitive for a playoff spot this year but unfortunately mm-hmm. with the way that things have been going with between their 16-day layoff for COVID because all they had all those COVID yeah. offenses, it, it's it came back it, it's come back to hit them in a hard way because they're you're playing four games you're, you're playing four games a week for a good two months yeah it's gonna be hard to get some rest and you got got guys who are playing tired playing hurt they're, you're bound to lose some games you're, you're bound to go on a streak where you lose some, yeah. so it's it's unfortunate. But I think uh next year, hopefully, will they'll be a lot better. They'll they'll I'll have a lot of cap space. I actually wrote an article on BellyUpSports.com this week about how the doubles now that they've they've, they've traded Paul Mary and they trade Zay Jack and they're getting and they're getting some more cap space in. I think I, I expect them to spend a lot of money in the offseason to improve their improve their team.
2: Yeah, it'll definitely probably be off-season moves for most teams, I think. I th- I think the trade deadline is going to be pretty quiet this year for the simple fact that any trades that are done, players will have to go through quarantine protocol and all kinds of stuff. Mm-hmm. And there's just not much season left. So I don't think that a lot of teams are going to make any big moves, especially cross-border moves.
1: No, I, I think you're right there. I mean, I don't, I don't expect a whole lot of big names to be moved this year. I mean, I mean, for for my Devils, it was Palms and and, and Travs, but
2: those are the only two guys who, who were um. Touchable. So besides those two, who is the big name on the Devils uh, this season? I don't, I don't, I can't even tell you who plays goal or. uh Mackenzie uh, Blackwood's in the pipes. Okay, uh, yeah, he's their goal. He's
1: their goalie, he's your goaltender of the future. Uh, Jack Hughes is their number one center. He's their he's their top scorer right now, along with. Uh, Pe- uh, Pavel Zaka, who's finally meeting the, pretend, meeting the potential that he he had when he was the first overall when he was their first overall pick in twenty sixteen, yeah. I want to say. I think so, so. Yeah. So you know they they're, they're starting co- starting to come to their own. Yeah. Pavel, Pavel Zaka, twenty five points. Uh, Miles Wood has thirteen goals. Uh, Jesper Bratt, nineteen assists. Uh, the only, uh, yeah, it's, it's uh, yeah. Ty Smith, he's, a, he's, in the, he's in the running for the Calder, uh, the defenseman. So, uh, Oz is uh, Yegor he a, he's a he's a Belarusian who is uh, uh, lightly regarded. He was, a, he was, I think it was a 6th or 7th round pick a couple of years ago. Been playing in Binghamton for the last couple of seasons. Made the team this year and has made a pretty big difference with goals. He scores some important goals in, in, the, uh, in, in, in big situations. But yeah, I, you know, those three guys, and, and Yanni Kwokanen, who they got in the trade with Carolina. So that's in Vatanen to Carolina. Um, but they got a lot, lot of young guys, a lot of youth, who I think they're going to make a big
2: difference in the next couple seasons. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's definitely going to be a, a different season next year because I, I don't believe they're keeping the divisions the way they are. And that's really what's what's keeping my – my knowledge of other teams uh, at a low right now is I don't see any other teams. You know, it's, it's different when your team is playing teams from the East, but now it's, you know, you're playing the same Canadian teams every week. So mm-hmm. I, I know the Toronto Maple Leafs roster, like the back of my hand, but couldn't tell you who <laughs> plays in Buffalo or, <laughs> well, I could tell you who plays in Buffalo. Cause everybody's thinking that they're going to acquire those players. <laughs> yeah. Taylor Hall, jack Eichel, <laughs> yeah <laughs> jeff skinner um yeah i can't really uh, uh brag much about my team being better than yours because they're pretty even right now we've played 41 games and we got 37 points so we're we're down uh down out of a playoff spot as well at the moment but creeping up on montreal so mm. Do you think Montreal will be uh, sellers or
1: buyers? I mean, you mentioned it in your article. They're probably going to be buyers. Um, I, I know they just they picked up John Merrill from Detroit uh, this afternoon. Yeah. That was a pretty good pickup because hey,
2: John Merrill, former New Jersey Devil. You know, <laughs> Montreal is a team that, and I see them play quite a bit because they're usually on TV before the Flames play. Um, yeah. I think they're a team that is, on the on the cusp of being just as good as the Toronto Maple Leafs I think they've had they had some goaltending struggles early in the season Carey Price was struggling a little bit then he uh kind of shaped up um so I think had they not started out with the struggling a little bit at the beginning I think they'd be right up there uh with the with the Jets and the Leafs and uh so they're a tough team and I think they're going to make a move to maybe bring a a big name that can help them kind of make a little bit of push, uh, just to guarantee a playoff spot. I don't think they're going to be gunning for the top spot anymore, but they're definitely going to try hard to, to just bust into the playoffs ahead of the flames. I,
1: I do want to mention that, uh, Cole Caulfield, we mentioned him in the in the belly up fantasy league, a uh, belly up fantasy live a couple weeks ago. Actually, it was Alex give credit to him for mentioning uh, Cole Caulfield from the University of Wisconsin won the Hobie Baker Trophy as the best player in the country uh, a couple nights ago. He he actually started his first game for the Laval Rocket uh, uh, this week, first pro game, two goals, one assist, and wow. I think he could I think he could crack the uh, the Canadians. Lineup, I'd probably say in the next week or two,
2: and he could add some scoring punch to their to their team. Yeah, un- unfortunately, that's bad news for for my Calgary Flames because we're on the outside looking in right now. uh What are we? Six points behind the Canadians. Yeah, so uh, that's bad news for me. But <laughs> <laughs> at least, at least I like in my intro, I say I'm a Flames fan with a Golden Knights backup plan. So. And the Golden Knights are looking pretty strong so far. So Colorado, though, I don't know. Colorado's they're going to be tough to beat. Colorado. Yeah, they just added Devin Dubnik uh, this
1: this yeah. weekend uh, for for goaltending depth. So that's a that's a wise move, I think, on their part. Yeah. Uh, let's don't really need it because they're plus forty seven in the goal differential right now. <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah, they're but, scoring a lot of goals. They yeah. definitely are. Uh, Nathan McKinnon, in my mind, is probably top three in the in the league right now, so... Uh, no, you get no disagreement from me, Jason. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, you mentioned being a Jets fan. Let's kind of move on to NFL talk a little bit. I'm... I was a Miami Dolphins fan growing up, up until Dan Marino retired with no championship, of course, and then I kind of... Got married and had kids and kind of wasn't paying much attention to, to many sports anymore. Uh, hockey, I stayed life with. but Life happened. Kinda, let's, put, let's put it I, that way. Life happened. Life happened, yeah. And I kind of lost interest in the NFL. I, I watched here and there. Now I'm kind of getting back into it um i'm i'm a raiders fan because i have an obsession with las vegas (laughs) (laughs) i I couldn't tell from the hat
1: you were wearing (laughs)
2: yeah um yeah there's there's a backstory there but that's for a whole new podcast uh um so i'm getting back into the nfl um Mm I'm kind of a fan of the game as opposed to a fan of once yeah, hard for one specific team. So, but I like the, I like the Raiders. I like the Ravens, uh, I like the Seahawks, um, Jets. I don't know. I've <laughs> you're a Jets fan, right?
1: Uh, sad to say, yes, I'm a New York Jets fan since I was four years old and the most arbitrary, and I'll tell you the most arbitrary reason why I picked the Jets. So I'm four years old. And at this time, I'm living. I'm living in New Jersey. I was born in New Jersey. I moved up to New York. Moved up to New York when I was seven years old. I like the color green because my favorite <sighs> Muppet was Kermit the Frog. So I huh. figured, all right, Kermit the Frog is green. My favorite color is green. You need to pick a football team. Oh, the Jets wear green. I'll just I'll just follow them because they wear green. And here we
2: are. <laughs> A wow. Jets fan
1: all these years later because of freaking Kermit the Frog,
2: <laughs> huh? That is a very, uh, very interesting story about yeah. how you became a Jets fan. Told, like I said, totally arbitrary. Um, so speaking of the Jets, how <laughs> how are things shaping up with the NFL? Uh, I know they, I think the trade deadline was or free agency they're in right now, right? Are they still in free, free agency? agency? Free agency is
1: going right now. The draft is in Team 18 days.
2: Yes. So 18
1: days until the the first round of the NFL draft. I'm, I'm it's, it's going to be interesting to see what happens the rest of the, in in, in the draft, because they just traded the last week. They traded Sam Darnold, which, which is kind of unfortunate, but I kind of saw it coming. Um, the last two seasons, the Jets had, just basically ruined him because they had no talent whatsoever to speak of around him to build around. They, they overpaid Le'Veon Bell. He didn't shape out the way that they thought they could because Adam Gase didn't know how to use Le'Veon Bell, and he didn't know how to work with Sam Donald. I mean, they they had a patchwork offensive line the last three seasons. They had the most sacks they've allowed. Some of the they've had the, had the highest sack allowance numbers. Over the past couple of seasons, too, and it kind of it just rattled Darnold. Now he gets traded to Carolina. It's a fresh new start. He gets to work with one of the best offensive minds in the entire NFL. Uh, Joe Brady as his offensive coordinator and co- quarterback coach. And as we know, he he worked with he he made Joe Burrow the way he he made Joe Burrow. Uh, that's the reason why he won the Heisman Trophy that year and was the number one pick in last year's draft was because of Joe Brady. So he gets a chance to hmm. work with Joe Brady. He's reunited with Rob Robbie Anderson. In return, the Jets get more draft picks to, to work with. So, the 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 big thing now is that Joe Douglas has he next over the next two seasons the Jets have twenty one draft picks. Twenty one. I mean, imagine that. I mean, Jason, imagine for your favorite CFL team. They have twenty-one draft picks over the next two seasons. I mean, how do you build? How, what do you do? How do you build around that? <laughs> do you use it as trade bait? Do you just use it to draft and develop players? I mean, he's got a Joe Ellis has a a wealth. He's he a he's a great amount of wealth to work with. Now, again, he can he can use those draft picks to to acquire more talent. He can use them to draft and develop players, which the Jets have are not not been good at. Since the Rex Ryan days. Uh, Actually, it's arguably arguably since the uh, Herman Herman Edward days. So the Jets have a lot to work with. Uh, Mm -hmm. They've got a big decision to make on the 29th in regards to who who they'll pick at two. Uh, Will they pick either Zach Wilson, Trey Lance, or Justin Fields? Uh, Many are leaning towards Zach Wilson. Uh, I know uh, one of our guys at Belly Up... I uh, said that they were going to pick. They, they would pick. Uh, they would pick Justin Fields. I just it just comes down to who can make the same. type who, who can? Who Robert Sala can work with and develop as he comes on board as the as the as a head coach. So that's the big thing that's going to happen over the next couple of weeks is that Joe Douglas and Robert Sala, uh, the new head coach, are going to have to work together to figure out. Okay, who's going to be best? to best to develop in this new system that we're going to bring in. Cause it's basically the same system as the as a San Francisco 49ers that they use over the last couple of seasons. And they went to a Super Bowl a couple of years ago. Yeah. Al Shanahan system that Matt LaFleur, not Matt LaFleur, um, Mike LaFleur helped develop. And now he's run the offense for the jets next year.
2: Yeah. Were you, uh, were you surprised to see the big moves that were made last week? The big trade last week. Uh, I, I like I said I, I was
1: I, I I I kind of expected it was coming I I'm, I'm actually kind of surprised that they got the amount of that they got what they got back so they got a sixth round pick this year and they got a second round pick and a fourth round pick next year that surprised me I thought they would probably get no more than probably a fourth round pick this year but Carolina came calling because they apparently needed a quarterback and um now, Teddy Bridgewater is a decent quarterback, but he doesn't have the same arm strength that Oops. Sam Donald has. Uh, yeah. He doesn't have the I'm, same. He doesn't have this. I mean, yes, he, he but his, he also doesn't have the same type of uh, skill set that Sam Donald has. So it's going to be interesting to see the quarterback battle down in Carolina. And also, the Jets have to figure out who they're going to bring in as a backup. So right now, uh, Joe Flacco signed with the Eagles. I, th- I think he signed with the Eagles, if I'm not mistaken. So he's not coming back next year, which is mm. fine. Which is fine. Um, so I think they, they need to bring in a veteran. Flacco.
2: Used to, Flacco used to be great. He was he was a great quarterback. And I don't know what happened. <laughs> Joe
1: quarterback yeah. was Joe, Joe Joe Flacco was an elite quarterback. At yeah. Time. Um, but I, I'm just kind of curious to see who they'll pick up as a backup. Maybe they bring in Alex Smith on a one year waiver just to help develop who's gonna who's gonna be the next quarterback for the future for the for the Jets. Whether it's gonna be Justin Fields, whether it's gonna be Zach Wilson. Like I said, I think like I said, I think a lot of people are aiming towards Zach Wilson. I'm not really sure why. Um, he's had he's had one good year, but against but some would say against sub sub uh, subpar talent on the other side of the ball. Uh, on you know who can you name? who can you name? What by who BYU played last year? Yeah, they played like, I think one or two ranked opponents. Actually, one ranked opponent, and that was it. And they wound up crushing them. It was Boise State? And uh, Plus, they played Coastal Carolina on a completely on a complete whim because Coastal Carolina needed an opponent uh, because their original opponent had backed, I think it was Liberty University, they backed out. They had to back out because of COVID concerns, and BYU said, we'll play you. <laughs> <laughs> so the traveling Mormons went over to, uh, the screwing Mormons, as I call them, to kind of jokingly, uh, <laughs> traveled to Coastal Carolina almost went up stealing that game but and Zach Wilson put his put himself on display for the whole nation to see. So, I think I think they'll go with Wilson. I think they'll they'll unlike past quarterbacks, they'll they'll bring him in gradually. But I'm just kind of curious to see who they'll who they'll who they'll pick up as a as a potential guy who can bring him into the league and teach him how to be a pro quarterback, teach him how to uh, teach him go through the system
2: that they're going to wind up using. Mm-hmm. now what about the the big uh moves that were made last week uh to put san francisco sitting pretty to uh get their quarterback that they're after even though they claim jimmy's not going anywhere
1: <laughs> this is not about sam he said about sam this is the same thing about sam darlin look what happened to him
2: that's what teams always say right before that player gets traded somewhere (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i I think i'm pretty sure the calgary flames back when they traded joe jerome mcginla right before that they said jerome's our guy he's staying put he's not going anywhere and boom he was gone he's gone to boston (laughs) (laughs) so uh let's switch gears here to the i'm gonna i'm gonna Put these two in the same category. I'm gonna say let's switch gears to the XFL CFL. <laughs> the XFL, um, yeah, the the, the CFL slash XFL. What uh, what are your thoughts about what's going on there with the kind of partnership or they're calling it or whatever they're calling it? Um, were you were you an XFL fan before? I was, yeah. Okay, yeah, I was, I was. I, I, was I watched interested. a few games too, and I was I was getting to be. Able Big fan as well. I really liked how they played the game. I wanted to travel to MetLife Stadium. I wanted
1: to go see a New York Guardians game, but unfortunately, Corona season came around. Corona season came around, and unfortunately, they put a stop to that. But Mm -hmm. um, my my question, my big question with the XFL CFL partnership is that why aren't there more details being released? I'm curious, because they had me that one big announcement a couple weeks ago saying, hey, we, we've entered into a partnership. Yeah. And, okay, that's great, but what are some of the details of that partnership? Is it going to be strictly, for the CFL, is it going to be strictly marketing? And for the XFL, is it going to be developing talent to pipeline to the CFL? Because, I, personally, I, that's what I think was, would, would happen. But it's it, the details are so quiet between, between Redbird Capital and... Uh, who, who owns the XFL now? And between CFL, uh, CFL, the commissioner uh, uh, Ambrosi, who I uh, have may may or may not have a job after all this is said and done. <laughs> Randy, uh, poor guy, but um, but it's just I'm, I'm just I, I just I I want more. I, I think I think a lot of fans are being left out in the uh, in the cold with this whole mm-hmm. thing because I, I I want more details. Like I'm a detail, yeah. ori- I I tend to be detail oriented when it comes to this kind of stuff. I, I want to hear what's what's going to happen. Is it going to be a straight merger? Is it going to be again marketing and talent pipelines? What's it going to be? Can, I mean, is is it going to be where the Canadian League is going to where Canada going to switch over to four down football on a hundred yard field, or is it, is the CFL going to incorporate some of the some of the rules that? The XFL has in regards to kickoff, in regards to point conversions. I want more details.
2: I, I, I need more details. Yeah, you raise a very good point there, and I, you know, when I, from what I saw of the XFL, when it uh, ceased a season or two or a year ago, over just over a year ago now, I think it was. Yeah. I, I did, I did notice that they did have a lot of uh, CFL, ex-CFL players in there. Um, so I think in a way the CFL was already kind of a pipeline for the XFL. So it wouldn't surprise me if that's already in the talks um, to me as a big CFL fan. And I've been a CFL fan my whole life. I just want them back on the field. I don't care if it's a merger. Yeah. I don't care if it's, you know, I don't care what comes down to as long as they get back out there and playing again, really, <clears throat> I mean, the only the only thing that the only the worst case scenario for me would be is if the CFL were to cease and there were no Canadian teams anymore. (laughs)
1: Well, do do you think that the XFL is looking to get to acquire franchises for the big
2: cities like Vancouver and Montreal and Toronto? That wouldn't surprise me. That, that's a scenario I hadn't really thought of, but that's probably a good scenario. And maybe the rest of the teams still operate as a pipeline for them, as you say, or because last, when, this, when the XFL was playing, didn't they have it set up so that certain teams, I can't, there was something weird about how the teams were set up and how there were teams coming into the league and I can't remember or I can't recall now. That was, it seems like eons ago, but Um, I personally, I think the rock knows what he's doing. Um, I, I, you know, I don't think, I don't think the XFL and the CFL are both going to die. I don't, I definitely don't think the XFL is going to die with the rock taking over because he's a smart guy and he doesn't, he's not going to take something over if he doesn't see a light at the end of the tunnel. So mm-hmm. I, I, I think something's in the works and I can't wait to see where it is. Yeah. I, I'm
1: curious to see how, cause cause I, I, I know that the NFL, they've expanded their season to 17 games and they're going to have at least four international games per season starting next year, I believe. Uh, XFL is coming back in 2023. Uh, they were going to try to come back in 2022, but after this whole partnership with the with the CFL happened, they're not they're not going to start again until 2023. Mm-hmm. Um, the NFL, like I said, when they were mentioning that we're going to expand to four international games, the the mayors of Montreal and Vancouver said, "Oh yeah, we'll uh, we'll host you." And there's yeah. been no, there was no pushback whatsoever from Randy Ambrosi or Redbird Capital. Wow. Um,
2: Stunned. Well, and part of that might be because the NFL is giant. They're they're a giant, and I think I don't think any pushback would even be, you know, met by <laughs> would mean anything because the NFL would just crush. Anything, uh, now I know when they came back, uh, when they played a game, I think it was in Winnipeg this past season. Oh, that or, was a
1: tire fire.
2: <laughs> that thing was a tire fire. It was, it was, uh, it was the one that, of the worst. That, that field was not equipped for that game, no. And I, I'm and not that, sure ma- what. that makes me, yeah, and that and part, and that makes me wonder how. This partnership might work if if the teams are going to actually merge, because realistically, we would have to probably switch to smaller fields because a CFL field won't fit in most U.S. stadiums, I believe. Depending on where you play, like I, yeah, I a lot of I mean, I mean, a
1: lot of NFL stadiums right now, they're, they're they're just they're they're built the way they are. I know MetLife Stadiums, MetLife Stadium definitely could not host a. A, a uh, CFL field, I, I don't think. I'll double check into that. But, um, but Red Bull Stadium, Red Bull Arena, right down the road, they could host. They could host a game. They mm-hmm. could host some some XFL, CFL games because you would need, if for in order for this to work, whether the XFL goes to CFL rules and they hybrid with the, well they make a hybrid CFL, uh, XFL you would need to play and cuz it's cuz it's a because it's a yeah cuz it's uh to accommodate CFL fields you would have to play at soccer stadiums. so for example um, seattle would still play at quest field or whatever whatever it's called century link field or whatever it's called now the <laughs> guardians would play at uh, they would play at red bull arena because you could you could fit Twenty-something thousand fans in that arena for a football game. Uh, Houston would play at uh, wherever the Houston Dynamo play. Uh, I mean, th- some of these say, some of these teams uh, who play in the XFL already have uh, they already have capacity to set up for uh, a, a Canadian field. I think uh, I don't know about St. Louis, uh, uh, the Edward Jones or a dome. I don't know if that could possibly expand out to a hundred and ten by sixty-five yard field. We'll see. Um, but I know they have, they're having, again, they're getting an MLS team in a couple of years. So mm-hmm. they could, I mean, these, it could work. I think it could work if we have a hybrid adaption of XFL and CFL rules. Uh, CFL dimensions, some of the XFL rules are in terms of uh, conversions and player safety with the kickoffs.
2: Yeah. It could I work. Was a, I was a big fan of those, actually. I, I really enjoyed the, the kickoffs the and the, uh, and the uh, conversions after the touchdowns uh, I thought that was a very interesting setup I really liked how when they were doing the uh, the video replays how they kind of brought us into the booth with them and we were part of the discussion as to how the play was being overturned or not that I really liked that listening to the mm-hmm. conversation
0: yeah I like, a lot, very, the, I like a lot of I like a lot of
2: yeah, I like a lot of the behind-the-scenes stuff, and I, and I really like to see a lot more mic'd-up stuff like that. Although, as we learned from the NHL uh, a couple of weeks ago, <laughs> being mic'd ups not always what it's cracked up to be. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> so, yeah, it'll be interesting to see where, where the CFL goes from here, but I guess we're in the dark until one day they're just going to pop out of the dark and they're going to say, hey, this is what we did. And we're gonna have to go with it. Yeah, I'm.
1: I I would. I would just. I. I I would want more. I just want more details. That's all I want. That's all I want. I just. I want some transparency between Redbird Capital and uh, Randy Ambrosi. Unfortunately, it doesn't seem. It doesn't seem to be that way. And I'm looking at the all the teams from, uh, from the XFL, and yeah, all these teams could play in an MLS, a Major League Soccer stadium. To host the, to have those again have those dimensions uh, for a CFL field, but again, adapt some of the rules from the XFL, and it'd be fun. it be fun to it be fun to watch.
2: Yeah, no kidding. So you, I I noticed you're mentioning uh, MLS fields, and you seem kind of knowledgeable on that. Are you a soccer fan yourself? I dabble. I actually yeah. was
1: a Red, I actually was a New York Red Bull season supporter back in 2016.
2: Hmm. Okay. Uh, I'm not too,
1: I, uh, I, I live about, about, I'm about a two and a half hour drive from Red Bull, Red Bull Arena.
2: My, the expanse of my soccer knowledge uh, goes back to David Beckham coming to play for LA about what, <laughs> 50, 15 years ago or what was it? Yep. Yep. <laughs> I remember that. I know nothing about soccer and I'm not a huge fan. So what else are you uh, a fan of uh, sports wise? I, I like rugby. I played
1: rugby for a while. rugby is fun because you beat each other up for 80 minutes and then you go out for drinks (laughs) It's, it's a lot of fun um but i like rugby i like watching six nations rugby i didn't get a chance to watch it this year but i just i just got a peacock subscription so hopefully they still have those games available i miss those i actually and i like watching uh uh super rugby down in the southern hemisphere uh the new zealand teams they're fun to watch i know the espn has espn plus has the uh, the pro twelve the Guinness Pro 12, which is based out of Ireland. That's fun to watch. So rugby, I'm a big fan of baseball. baseball I'm a baseball fan, I'm a Yankees fan. Um basketball I'm not so much into anymore. Uh, ever since Jordan retired, I've not been Yeah, uh, that's where I Yan- am too. Not been a big basketball fan because it just seems like it just seems like a glorif- it just seems like a, a a glorified YMCA league. You call your own fouls and you score and there's nobody's playing defense. Yeah, I long, I long for the days where they have guys playing defense. It's boring. Yes, it's boring. But guess what? I mean, defense turns into offense pretty quickly. Especially you have if you had like a team like the Chicago Bulls who did that on a consistent basis.
2: Yeah, yeah. No, I'm with you there. I was a big Bulls fan way back when they were winning the championships and uh, watching the last dance. it, It actually amazed me how much how much deeper things go in the game than, than we see on TV, yeah, the politics involved and all kinds of stuff. And, and so that was a great Netflix series. Uh, I thought, yeah. Uh, what about any NASCAR, anything like that or no,
0: no, neither, no, nah.
1: no I'm, not, I'm not entertained by watching guys go in a circle and turning left for,
2: <laughs> for five hours i'm uh i'd like to actually get out to see some lacrosse um i hear Ooh. people saying that lacrosse is just an amazing game to watch so i'd like to really get out to see at least a game or two if we ever get to go see games again here well, well as the unofficial uh albany nll
1: correspondent for the rod peterson show i can tell you yeah right away.
2: <laughs> you guys are getting a team
1: yeah we are we are we actually we're going to the name, the team's gonna be named. Hopefully, in the next couple of weeks. Uh, actually, we're also starting. We're getting arena football back too. We got the National Arena League. Uh, they're starting in the next, uh, oh, next month or so. Uh, New York, the the state of New York and the Empire, who is our team, uh, came to an agreement. Say, yeah, we can let the fans in the stands because, because the owner of the team said that they weren't gonna play unless they could have twenty five percent capacity. Because that's the only way they're gonna make money. Uh, for the season, yeah. they're only playing eight games, so uh, four games are are at uh, Times Union Center. So actually, and it's actually funny. I was watching, I was watching the the uh, nineteen ninety nine Arena Bowl uh, on YouTube <laughs> before before we started recording because I was at that game. I was at the. Arena, I was. At oh, arena you were at that, Bowl, that game. I was at both Arena Bowls and Arena Bowl thirteen and Arena Bowl thirty two, the la- very last Arena Bowl ever, and. Both atmospheres. I mean, I I could write. I can write about this, or do a podcast. Actually, with no credentials required for the relaunch, I'm going to be doing kind of an abridged version of that sneak preview. Uh, We're going to do do a uh, an abridged history of arena football in Albany, New York, for that first episode. So, you know, I mean, with with no credentials. I mean, I'll I'll, I kind of go into no credentials required here. Uh, I'm excited for the relaunch because we're, I'm going to bring them back. We're gonna, I'm hopefully going to be talking some football, local football, some local hockey and lacrosse, but lacrosse coming back. Uh, I know you Albany, uh, we have a, a state at the university at Albany. Uh, they just played today. They wound up beating, uh, 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 was it uh, Maryland? Oh gosh, UMBC. I can't remember their, <laughs> can't remember the graduation for UMBC, but um, but they're typically top 25, top 10 uh, lacrosse team in the nation, uh, in the United States. So, you know, we got a pretty good following for lacrosse. I think. I think the first time they tried having an NLL team, uh, it it didn't go as well as it should have. But I think with more kids playing lacrosse in the Albany area now, mm-hmm. uh, and there's and with you Albany having all the success they have, I think you're going to find more people going to NLL games uh, in de- In the, se- the season starts in December, so. Um, and I, I'm not sure when they're gonna they're gonna announce their name, uh, their team name. It's come down to three te- three names. I think one of them was the Attack, the other one was the Black Arrows, and I can't remember the third one um, off the top of my head. But
0: hmm. But hopefully Albany, they, they Albany that Attack. Team. That
1: sounds great. That was their original team name. That was the, That was the uh, original team that was in Albany back in 2000. Uh, then they moved out to San Jose, and I think now they're the Vancouver Warriors, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, did a, a, a little bit of research there, but uh, but now that team that was in Albany, they moved to San Jose, and I think they, they now they're, they're now they're in Vancouver. Uh, hmm. But but I'm excited. I'm I'm, I'm hoping to you know, I'm hoping to get some an idea of what this because I didn't play lacrosse <laughs> uh, growing up. Uh, I just know that. Uh, it's, it's an exciting game to watch. It's fun, and I'm looking forward to when we can uh, we can start going to games and watching games there. Oh, so yeah. it was the Albany Albany Attack, the Albany Black Arrows, and the Albany Firewolves.
2: Yeah. So weird. <laughs> I, I, I like the Black Arrows. It's a fun name. The Black Arrows pretty- isn't bad. That's a good one, too. It's a pretty cool name. Um, Is there any history behind those names, or just something they – pulled out of a hat or I I think it just um, I'm looking at the I'm looking
1: at the press release and they had a thousand thousand submissions online and they were voted by fans okay uh, executives and owners and now they're figuring out those three between those three names so right um, so I know the attack again the attack was the the team that was there before um but I don't know about the Black Arrows and the Fire Wolves. So yeah, I, I know the I know the team they were in New England before. I think they're playing Connecticut, and they were known as the Black Wolves. But I think they're kind of combining the Firebirds name from the old Arena Football team uh, and the Wolves from this particular team, the, the Black Wolves. So yeah, I don't know, I don't know. So it's going to be interesting to see what the team name is. And personally, I'm I'm hoping I'm excited that I'll be able to cover them for. Whether it's for, with Belly Up or with uh, the Rod Peterson show, yeah, you know, I'm looking forward to uh, to uh, watching those, uh, watching the the whichever team they are in December.
2: Yeah, he's Rod has referred to me as his Calgary Flames correspondent. So <laughs> <laughs> uh, now you mentioned uh, no credentials required. Your podcast and you're yeah. relaunching. Uh, so when's that happening? When are you going to be back on the airwaves? Well, I can probably tell, probably tell you that
1: it's probably going to happen in the first week of May. Uh, I'm actually not only with, going to be partnering with Better, Belly Up Sports, this original, uh, with Belly Up Sports, but I'm also going to be partnering with uh, a local uh, media group called Godzilla Media,
0: and, oh.
1: and, uh, and we're going to be combining forces with that to cover okay. local sports. Uh, it's one of my buddies, uh, Tom Gazlowski. He is uh, uh, he. I was actually he was actually my uh, my intern director when I was at uh, the old radio station we both used to work for uh, as part of my internship for college. Uh, I interned for the radio station. He was, uh, he was a part of, but he's, uh, he's expanding into his, he got let go from that station. He's expanding into his, doing his own thing uh, with the, uh, with sports media and I'm going to be a part of it. So we're probably going to relaunch the podcast in the first week of May as part of his launch for his podcast network. So, we're combining forces with him, and I'm pretty excited. So you know, hopefully, yeah. we'll relaunch this episode, and, and hopefully, I, I'm kind of thinking about doing a, a live stream watch along of the uh, Arena Bowl 1999 uh, before <laughs> the week before, uh, so, <clears throat> so people can get used to 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 me covering Albany sports. So I'm excited about that.
2: Yeah. So you kind of mentioned that you'd be covering, uh, local sports. Is it going to be strictly the local sports you'll be doing on no credentials required? Or will that just be kind of like a segment?
1: No, this is going to be, this is going to be permanent. Cause okay. I, cause I did the research and there's outside the sports radio stations, there's really in local news stations. There's nobody really going in depth, uh, into the local sports scene. So I'm going to, I'm going to be covering foot, arena football and you Albany football also, mm-hmm. the local football teams. Uh, i to be covering pro and college hockey, and I'll be covering uh, pro, uh, pro and college lacrosse. So, so those are those nice. three sports I kind of want to go and kind of focus on. Um, for anything national wise, I'm going to be going on to uh, around for the weekend, which is my live stream show yep. uh, that streams on Fridays at six thirty Eastern time. So that's where nice. we'll be covering most of the national stuff in terms of in terms of. Uh, you know, Major League Baseball and NFL and
2: NHL stuff. So that's where you could find that the, the
1: me talking about the national stuff.
2: Awesome. Uh, that's a great segue to kind of end things by uh, just telling my followers and fans uh, as small as my group is right now, but we're growing, uh, tell people where they can find you on social media and uh, podcast wise. All right. So personally, my Twitter handle
1: is at who is Ryan MCC. Uh, and the handles for no credentials required is at belly up NCR. And for around for the weekend, it's at belly up AFTW. So you can find me and
2: my shows there. Excellent. And I will provide links to all of those in the description below. So yeah, people will be able to find you and hopefully they're starting to find me. Uh, so I think we'll wrap it up here, Ryan. Thanks for joining me uh, on, a, on the weekend. <laughs> Hopefully it was a good weekend and you enjoy the what's left of it. Thank you. I appreciate you having me on. All right. Thanks a lot, Ryan.